which one of you just shit your pants? sleep the night before and I went to work the next day and I started seeing people on the road run across the road that was a lot of fun um, oh, I've, had, I've had a huge goat run across the road and there was no goat yeah I, I remember seeing remember, you know the exit you get off um, uh, Slotesburg you get on the highway yes on Nerfigate I was going to work I was up for like I, was, I think I was up for like 20 hours at that point and I could have swore someone ran right across the road and I, had, I like jammed on my brakes and no one was there so either I was really tired or I saw a ghost. I'm going to go with a ghost. You know, I, I think it, maybe it was a ghost. And uh, speaking of ghosts, we haven't had this guy on in a really long time. And uh, it was a surprise to me. Uh, but he is back for the first time, probably, I'd say almost a year. Uh, he is the our very first guest on the show. He is the one and only The King. King, welcome back to Bulls in the Ring. Hi guys, how we doing? Good. Are you gonna make fun of the show for two minutes? Oh, I thought okay. I wasn't allowed. No, to. You're, you're, um, you're not allowed. To. I, I can. I, I can if you like. Well, um, I'm curious what you because I, I don't know what the topic is. You guys never finalized with me what I was supposed to be prepared for tonight. Well, I don't know if the topic. I mean, going with the pattern over the last six months. <laughs> I don't know if the topic is like the Martha's Vineyard diet or or. Uh, uh, no alcohol pilsners, uh, top 10 things I promised my wife to be able to go away on Father's Day. I, I couldn't remember which topic uh, we were going to cover tonight. Top 10 things? What? Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. Never mind. Not for, not for nothing. Uh, Tom, you see behind the king? Yes. Those eerie handprints. It looks like he's in some kind of like sex den and the, and the children were That's trying to escape. That's what I was escape. thinking. These are children trying to get out. <laughs> it looks like they're, they're blue blood prints trying to escape yeah. his, his sexual den. <laughs> uh, 
Sure. Yeah, that's a good story. <laughs> uh, no, those are my uh, my kids' handprints every year on his birthday. Oh. Now you've just totally slaughtered that uh, sentiment. <laughs> if you want, we'll come up and put our handprints in there in red, and that'll show that it's the end of it. There you go. I put my penis print underneath those, see if it gets smaller every year. <laughs> Some would say it has. Yeah. Uh, well, since Tom brought you on the show, he can explain to you what we're t- what we're talking yeah. about. I, uh, on the way to uh, taking my daughter to uh, her class tonight, I sat there and I thought about it. I'm like, what a better person to have on the show than the king to talk about um, all things Joe Biden. <laughs> you know that the king is a huge fan. Huge, yeah. huge fan. Is that true? Yeah, so, I could uh, say quite a bit. Well, so, uh, uh, for anyone who's been under a rock, um, the Taliban... Uh, oh, it might po- be the Afghanistan people right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think they listen to our show. Or maybe they do. They hate, <laughs> they hate, they hate this country as much as we do sometimes. So, um, so he, uh, Joe yeah, Biden... So, uh, this week, there has been okay. a massive... A massive blunder by uh, Biden and... This one, I think, is really starting to uh, hit home on all the people that just did not like Trump and voted against him because it was Trump. And they're seeing what their votes are manifesting into, and it's turning into something very ugly. So essentially what happened was um, Biden, from inside sources, are saying that he wanted to have the United States out of Afghanistan on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. He was doing it for optics. He was making it so that he could be this big hero um, due to the fact that Republicans at the time, Bush being in office, sent uh, military over there. And this was going to be a way for him to say, oh, look how great we are as Democrats. And it epically failed. It turned into essentially what Saigon was in 1975. Uh, We pulled out our troops. There was approximately, I believe, like 2,500, 3,000 troops there. We pulled them out of Afghanistan, and within hours, the Taliban, who were essentially non-existent under Trump, along with ISIS and Al-Qaeda, the Taliban came back in, seized control of uh, the city of Kabul, and overran the palace. The Afghani president beat feet out of there, and at this point, there showed a... uh, a Chinook hel- helicopter landing on, I guess, the uh, U.S. Embassy to get the embassy members that were American out of the fucking country. And right now, the Taliban has taken control of the palace, and it's turned into a shit show. And this is turning back into what Vietnam was. It was a long war, and it was a bad pullout by the United States, and this is blowing up epically, epically in Biden's face. <clears throat> Yeah, I would, yes, I would say yes. So. it was, uh, I mean, you know, talking about Joe Biden, though, you guys might be surprised by my point of view on, on this. Are we going to blame this guy? I mean, he's, he's yes. a senile. <laughs> really, he's a figurehead. He's a senile. I think what we're really seeing here is uh, the man's not qualified to do anything, which we said far before he was elected that he's a figurehead. Um He's being pushed into this position to 
for God knows what reason, but he's not the guy calling the shots. Um, so now he'll be the scapegoat. But I, I don't think Joe Biden, uh, Joe Biden is an absolute puppet. Uh, and, you know, he, he was put into office. There are many ways to look at that. Uh, if you're a election fraud person or if you're just if you believe it was a fair election, but he was put in there through the media and the rhetoric that made just enough people vote for him because they hated Trump, whatever the reason is, um, he was put in office as a puppet, as a figurehead, and now that is transitioning to scapegoat. Um, I thought he made the decision on his own. I thought they were trying to tell him not to do it. From I, what it was, is that's a, what lot I heard. Of the, a lot of the heads on this are... Unfortunately, and I want to make this abundantly clear, when I talk bad about the Army, it's not the ground troops. It, it, we're not saying that about them. This is the upper echelon, the you know the, uh, the brass that's there. They are more political than what they should be, and they've made decisions on this that were not in the best interest, and it was a big slap in the face to a lot of the veterans who came back with PTSD, missing limbs, and also having their brothers and sisters who were deceased over there. So the ground troops really have nothing to do with this. This was a big thing for the upper echelon of the military, and they were guiding him, and a lot of the ground or lower-level ground troops or the intel officials were saying that this is not good, and they've been saying it apparently for a very, very long time, uh, at least 10 years saying that any type of um, pull out like this is not going to be good. And I guess to give maybe a little bit of history on the way Afghanistan is, Afghanistan is a country, but it's more territorial. It's more like tribal when it comes to how it is. These people don't see themselves as, they, they consider themselves Afghani, you know, national people, but they live in very tribal things. And warlords have a big, um, control over how the population is. So essentially, you have the country of Afghanistan, like the United States, and each tribe, if you will, is considered like a state within the Union, how we have it. And because of that, there was um, hundreds of thousands of Afghani troops, but the Taliban was very low in numbers, maybe like 70,000, and they were able to overrun it because, again, they were more... Um, militia-based, military-savvy. A lot of the people that were in the military with Afghanistan were not, some of them weren't getting paid. It was more of a puppet military, and that's where the Taliban, being very regimented and being very tactical, were able to seize control so quickly. And that that's one big thing that people aren't understanding about this, because they're going, well, why, why is there all these troops and they got overrun so quick? It was because of situations like this, and that's where the intel officials were saying, if you do this, it's going to be bad. And you have, it's a highly Muslim population there, but also there are Christians, and they're getting, they're going to be getting crucified through this. And that's where you're seeing a lot of um, situations like at the tarmac, where there was literally hundreds of people trying to get on these planes to get out of there, because they know that the Taliban forces are going to come in and essentially decimate them. They're, they don't care that... It's not that they're going to kill the father that's in the military. They're just going to kill the entire family. 
They're going to take the children, you know, the, the female children, make them, you know, child brides, um, you know, sex slaves, things like that. So that's where there's a lot of fear that goes on with this. And that's where right now Afghanistan is in complete turmoil. What are your thoughts on uh, some of the, the stories that have been reported that the Taliban is trying to sell themselves as sort of evolved um, compared to the Taliban 20 years ago, almost as if they are legit governing power? Um, is that bullshit? Is that something? And if it is bullshit, which it probably is, is it bullshit from them or is it bullshit from Westerners that are trying to make this look like less of a crisis. I think it's a little bit of both. I think that a lot of it has to do with social media. The fact that the Taliban is allowed on Twitter, but Trump isn't. Oh, that's crazy, isn't it? You know, is that true? Really? That is true. I know Trump. I mean, got we know Trump off. is banned, and the, and yeah, the, there are Taliban leaders on Twitter. That's really fucking disgusting. So that's one big thing, and. <laughs> What was the beginning of your question, Coyle? Because my, my daughter ran out there quick. I, I couldn't catch the beginning of it. Ah, uh, fuck. I don't remember. Um, uh, y- your thoughts... <clears throat> your thoughts on... Um, oh, I got it. I got that, it. That the Taliban is, is a different breed than they were 20 years ago. Uh, absolutely not. Because if you remember when Trump was in, he actually addressed the Taliban leader. Or Right now, the Taliban does not have a head figure. There's a bunch, again, where it's almost warlord-like. They, they're almost like councils that are on there. There's, It's hard to pinpoint who exactly is their leader, if you will, like how Osama bin Laden was the leader of al-Qaeda. It's very hard to pinpoint who the Taliban leader is. But he did say to officials, intel officials say is the leader, he said, if you ever do anything like you did at 9-11, because there, there's been talk within the intel community that they're, they're planning attacks, there's things like that. He said, like, we know where your house is. We will come there and essentially we will fucking kill your entire village. You know, if we have to, if you fuck with us, we are going to come in hard and fast and literally wipe your community off of the earth. So there is, I think, within the intel community and the media does not like to portray it again, because if you put in things of terrorists trying to do attacks on the United States, it does bring fear to the thing. And the mainstream media does not want to do that. They do not want to push this out as it being a priority for us to be worried about this when we should actually have maybe our ear to the ground and, you know, our eye kind of on our six. I think that with that, they knew, they know who, what's going on and they know that there's been rumblings of probably something that may happen, an attack that could happen. And Trump sat there and said, like, if you fuck with us, we're going to we're going to fucking come at you and we're going to literally evaporate you. So I think it's known who these people were. And again, from 10 years ago, there's Intel people. And one of them was on uh, Brian Williams show. And he said, you know, like, if you if you do this, it's not going to be good. We need a presence there. And within the past I don't know how many years. There really hasn't been too many soldiers killed there. So it's been mainly peaceful. But mm-hmm. all the soldiers that are there still have their head on a swivel because they have to know that at, at any time there could be an attack. So yeah. it's it's not like it's pressing information, but it's always in the back of, I think, the military's mind, in my opinion, from what I've been reading about and hearing about. 
So how does Joe Biden get to blame this on Donald J. Trump? How does he even, I mean, he blames everything on Trump, but how does well, he even, how does he even make a connection here? Well, originally Trump did have a plan to get them out. And I think that when he got in, just like everything else, he did things and he didn't do them correctly. And I think that's one of the big blunders of it. And, you know, just like the vaccine rollout, things like that. Trump had plans to go in, but whatever Trump said, Biden was going to do something slightly different just so that they couldn't give Trump credit on it. I think a big thing is that the government does not want to get out of Afghanistan. And I think a big reason for that is they are the number one poppy producer in the world. Poppy obviously gets made down into heroin. And at the end of the day, this has been going on for a long time. You know, the FBI, the CIA, these government things that are way above our thing have always had their hands in the drug trade. You know, back in, you know, Vietnam, there was talks of smuggling from the Golden Triangle, which would have been heroin at the time. In the 80s, Colombia with the cocaine. So the government's always had their hand in the drug trade because at the end of the day, it's big business. Mm-hmm. Drugs are big business. And I don't think that the U.S. would have ever really gotten out of Afghanistan because they need to control. They need to control how much drugs are coming in and who's bringing it in. That's my thing. I mean, if a warlord comes to an official in the CIA who's you know working covertly under there and says, hey, our competitor is going to do this, the CIA might take out that you know, poppy production, but leave the one that is doing it, who gave him the information, in control. You use the word control. Um, the king got up and grabbed something off the old bookshelf here. I, I would like to recommend a book uh, called The Octopus for Global Control. Oh, God. You, I know about know, it, I know. Is this the octopus with the, the conspiracy theory octopus? Uh... There's conspiracy theory. See, we got to get rid of that word. Um, no, it's 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 an alternative perspective on just about everything that we've ever been told. Um, and this really, you know, as you watch current events develop, um, if you look at them through a different lens, which I believe this book helps you to do, uh, you can make connections to history. Um, and you can question a whole hell of a lot. And once you uh, open your eyes to the flip side of the coin, the alternate universe of uh, looking at alternative explanations for history and current events, things actually make a little bit more sense than what we've or what we've been told. You might want to be careful who, what, that you uh, that you uh, promote that. Tom, remember Tom, me and Tom did an episode about a year ago about a guy who was killed. We, we kind of did like a deep yes. dive into that. And we also talked about, I think we like kind of dabbled in another guy who was killed, like a reporter who was tracking that stuff down. And they found him dead in the hotel bathtub. Tom, do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. And he was really into like the octopus and like, uh, I don't know which, I forget what, what it was, but, yeah, he was diving deep into that, and then, then he's dead. So you you better be careful there, King. I will. Don't don't you promote that kind of stuff on this show. A lot of people listen to this show. I know. I know. <laughs> A lot of dangerous people. Yeah. Uh, but you use the word control. 
And I think if you were going to try to sum up a lot of history, uh, control and power would probably be right at the top of the list for uh, possibly the common denominator for why things seem to happen the way they do and, you know, why we do things that don't always appear to be best, like pulling out of Afghanistan abruptly, joining world wars. I mean, I could go on and on. Um, our foreign, foreign policy doesn't always make sense when you think of it logically, but it does make sense when you think of how it manipulates power and control. And I think this could be another uh, example of that. Oh, and I'm, being a I'm being a little general here, but uh, again, read the book. Well, I mean, think about it. We had a Cold War for how many decades because it was who had control of the nukes. I mean, that right there, you know, it, and all it would have taken was one slip up. And if one of those launched, we'd all be gone. It's all about control. And you're 100 <laughs> Where you say that, you're 100% correct on how they need things. They need to know what's coming in, what's going out, how, you know, when it comes to the, the drug trade with that. Everything is about control. And we can bring it back to the vaccine. They want control over people, and that's why they're pushing this vaccine so hard. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that can go into our next topic on the Biden blunder. I mean, the fact that we are getting into where he took credit for uh, pretty much what Trump did. And I'm actually really shocked right now that the media hasn't taken a spin on this, saying that it was rushed, it was Trump's fault, because now we need boosters, we need things like that. So I'm, I'm waiting for that spin to come out. And, I mean, we made a few predictions a few weeks ago and they came true. So I could see this starting to come out now. You know, that, oh, the vaccine wasn't ready because people who got it are still getting sick. And I think a big problem with Biden was they they thought that the numbers were going to be there. I think that they thought they were going to get 80 percent compliance and they're at 50. And I I don't even believe that number is correct. I think it's a lot lower than what it is. I think so, too. I mean, it's probably not a lot lower than 50, but. I don't think they. I don't think anybody would be happy with fifty. I mean, yeah, eighty, nine, or a hundred percent is is the goal. But I, you know, I just went to have my doctor's of my six month uh, checkup today, um, and I yeah, asked, make it. Uh, I don't know. He was a little worried about me. Is that true? Um, was he? I've, <laughs> I've hit. Oh, I, I meant to text you, Joe. Um, when they weighed me, I'm at a new high. Um, I've hit Hulk Hogan's uh, champion years fighting weight. 303? Yes. You're 303? Uh, on the nose. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you are. For the, for the record, he was about a foot taller than you. <laughs> so I'd, <laughs> I'd be a little worried. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Is this uh, not to change the subject? Is this is this your is this your heaviest? Oh yeah, yeah. I, we're breaking I, like the Trump stock market. We're breaking records every day. I'm gonna I'm gonna compliment you. You don't you carry it well. Like you don't look you don't look that weight. Thank you. That, I agree. 
You, no, I'm being Wait, you serious. don't remember you don't. him in his underwear at the at the. I do, but thing. like you know, I would I would say two fifty. Well, that's because I'm good looking. You're you very know? handsome. It's gonna, t- it's gonna take a lot more fat to fuck that up. <laughs> True. Uh, thank you. Uh, but we're, anyway, so at the doctor, after we determined that I weigh fucking too much, um, <laughs> one of the things I asked him was, uh, where can I get tested for COVID antibodies? He says, why? I says, because, well, we've been told there's varying degrees of symptoms. I've been sick a couple of times and didn't really make anything of it. Mm-hmm. Um but I've not been very careful. I'm not vaccinated. I'm just curious if I got it and, you know, was asymptomatic or had a mild case. And he says, well, the antibodies can't tell you that. That's useless. We don't really do that. And I'm thinking, since when, if I had COVID antibodies present, how is that useless? Isn't, uh, it didn't, I don't know, I had chicken pox in first grade and I learned that my body developed antibodies and I won't get it again. Um, now all of a sudden this is useless. I really felt like this was like a scripted, like all doctors must say this. I really, and I know this for a fact, actually in my profession where I've moved up a little bit and I'm in more of a leadership role, people come to me. Like I know personally, if kids are going to have to wear masks, what distancing is going to be, um, our school is going to be open or closed. They'll ask me as if I personally know. And the only information I can give to them is what I am given by my county health department, which is rolled out from the state. You know, it just gets passed down. And I, I would I would assume the same thing happens in the medical community, that the information comes from the top and makes its way to my local doctor who fed me some bullshit that an antibody test is useless and that you should just get vaccinated. And... It just seems like a line of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, again, it's control. Oh, 100%. I mean, you look at this. It, they're talking about how there's the, the Delta variance is going wild right now. They don't have a test for the Delta variance. They have a test for the Kung Flu. And for them to sit there and say, it might not be the Delta variance at all. This just could be a spike in covid and one of the good points, and DeSantis brought this up. He goes, yeah, Great man. In, the su- in the summer, we have a higher spike of it in the summer, where in the winter, we don't, which is the opposite of the Northeast, where we are. And that is because in the summer, it's too fucking hot, so people are inside more. When they're inside, there's trapped there. They're doing things where you're breathing in each other's air. That's why in the summer, Florida has a spike. Texas has a spike where we have a spike in the winter because it's too fucking cold to be outside, so we're all inside. So Mm -hmm. there's things like that. Then you put in the fact that New York City is putting a, uh, I think it was yesterday, yesterday or a few days ago, that if to enter a restaurant or a gym or anything, you have to show a vaccine card. And this is twofold. Why did they wait almost two weeks and implement this? If it was that bad, why wasn't it implemented immediately? One, yeah, and two. I asked the same question. And two, who's checking uh, these cards? Is the fucking eighteen-year-old server that's in you know in college sitting there knowing exactly what a fucking vaccine card looks like? You know, a truthful one. 
And then they're talking about how, oh, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that you know, if you if you have a fake one, we're gonna prosecute you. Who's enforcing this? Because from people that I've spoken with in law enforcement, no one is that from the multiple cops I've spoken with, no one has said that they've ever issued a, a summons, arrested anyone, done anything like this to an individual for having a fake card. Because again, how can you prove it? I understand the health department come in and say, hey, we're watching you and you're not, you know, looking at cards. But if I know it's a regular, why do I, I could just say, yeah, you know, that guy over there is a regular. And, you know, if I come in and they go, hey, do you have a vaccine card? No, but tell me, you know, just if someone ever questions, you just say you're a regular and you showed it to me last time you were here. Mm -hmm. There's no way to enforce this, but they're putting such a a spin on it and getting fear out there that you will, you literally have people just going, all right, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to submit to this. And at this point, this vaccine has been out for eight months. If people who didn't get it at this point, there's no excuse for them not to get it. They could, you can go to the local pharmacy and get the shot. So what's your excuse for not getting it? And it's free. So there's no excuse for it at this point. What's your excuse for not getting it? I ain't putting that shit in me. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it is. And again, what's the point of getting it? Because even if you get the shot, you can still get it. You can still get the fucking now, Kung yeah. Flu. So what's the fucking point? Yeah. It's like getting a flu shot. You know what? You get the flu shot. Yeah, your symptoms might not be as bad. But for the most part, I'm healthy. A lot healthier than I used to be. And I rarely get sick every year with anything. So, you know what? I might get it. I may have already had it. Again, I worked with a guy that I worked with him intimately in a, a small you know, area, using the same vehicles, breathing the same air. He got it. I, I've never felt better in my life probably in the past few months, in all honesty. You know, when people ask me that question, I say the same thing as him. Um, but since I always am fully honest and go full disclosure on this show, for me, it's really, I don't give a fuck what I put in me. Uh, it's really just oppositional defiance and wanting to piss people off. <laughs> oh, that's a big factor for me as well. <laughs> somebody somebody at lunch at, at uh, work a few months back, like in the spring, was looking at the sandwich I got from Jersey Mike's. And they're like, you, you don't want to get a vaccine, but you'll put that glob of mayonnaise into your body? And I'm like, yeah, because the mayonnaise isn't pissing anybody off, you know? <laughs> The fact that you sit there and think that when you're trying to have your lunch is the fucking reason I don't get the vaccine. Because I just ruined your lunch because you're sitting next to me watching me eat without a mask on, worried about my vaccine. That's why I didn't get it. So you don't well, get you don't get out of spite. That's what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's what I find funny too. You know, let's go. Uh, if you get the vaccine, we'll give you free Shake Shack fries. Yeah, okay, because I, I want the fucking fat, greasy fries in me. Yep. It just shows the hypocrisy of it. Oh, this yeah, is you know, for your good. So, yeah, I, I think that that's just one ridiculous thing. And, you know, they're saying that everything's exploding now, but you you cannot bring up to them. It can't be brought up in a, you know, a White House presser, nothing like this, that you're allowing illegal immigrants to flow into the country and you're not testing them, you're not vetting them, and you're sending them throughout the country to multiple, you know, uh, cities where they can infect people. And that brings us to another bu- uh, Biden blunder is the fucking immigration policy he's got. 
it is just absolutely ridiculous what they are doing there. You know, he shut down the wall. That was it. At the end of the day, walls, doors, locks, they all prevent people from coming in. If there's a will, there's a way. Don't get me wrong. But it is a deterrent. If I see a house, if I'm a burglar and I see a house with an open front door and another one with a stockade fence around it, fucking two Rottweilers sitting at the, at the, on the front porch and three deadbolts, I'm going to go with the house with the unlocked door. And that's what these illegals are doing. They're just walking in and they're not, they're not going through the course of action that they should. We've spoken about this. And Biden is just, he's non-committal on any type of, uh, Stopping this, he they don't talk about children in cages. You can't even say the word cages anymore. Pod, it's just it's know. absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the liberals should just apply their uh, their strategies for COVID on immigration. You know, if put the wall up like a mask. Uh, if you could still get germs, immigrants, illegal immigrants through the wall, the mask, put up another wall, double wall it, like you double mask it, and if that doesn't work, vaccinate them with an AR-15. Well, you can't have an AR-15. How do you like that? How, how do you like that analogy? Oh, yeah, if you ever told them that, you know, well, that's a humanitarian crisis. They just, they talk out of both sides of their mouth, and whatever they say on either side just does not make any sense. And... What I've noticed, because I do get into uh, social media arguments regularly with people, they have sure a, a, the one thing about I will admit about <laughs> liberals is they have a pack mentality. If they, if you sit there and say something against them, you will you will get like five comments against you, and rarely do you ever see someone that is a conservative sticking up for you. Yeah, it's very weird that they do that. Well, they also get all their information from Facebook and Instagram. Yes, if you notice. And TikTok. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's the truth. And if you argue with anybody that's a liberal that's under the age of four, uh, 40, you'll find that same argument that they said at, on some meme or, uh, or, or some, you know, celebrity that said it. It's the truth. I mean, you can take a look and it, it's, it's scary. The TikTok thing is scary because when you write something on Facebook or Twitter or comment or whatever the fuck, you have to be literate, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, occasionally you'll see somebody make a comment and everything's spelled wrong, punctuation's fucked up, and, and you don't yeah. even finish reading it. You're like, this person is just an idiot. Right. So somebody, so you have to be literate if you to make a valid point. I agree. And, and not look like a total joke. On TikTok, you do not. You could just fucking spew off and say whatever you want. And then it becomes... You know, for some people, it becomes actual information that they then pass on or believe or say, watch this. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, the is. fucking worst in my book. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, we're, we can move into the next phase of Biden blunders, and that is the, well, I like to call it the dumbing down or the changing of the English language where, you know, a new one t uh, this week was uh, you can no longer say breastfeeding. <laughs> what is it now? It, I forget what the actual thing, what they said was. I, I, as soon as I saw that they said that it's not breastfeeding, I literally just, 
I I stopped looking. Give me a second on this. You know, so while you up. while you look that up, I've been noticing an abundance of breastfeeding in public lately. I don't know if anyone else has, but I mean, it's uh, twice in the last month I've seen someone breastfeed, just whipping it out right in a restaurant and and feed the kid. Tit nutrition. Is that, <laughs> is that what it's called? Tit nutrition. I think so. I think so. <laughs> Mammary munching. Oh, it, it, it's, I like that one. There, some of the terms are chest feeding. <laughs> I mean, the fucking difference. Because, again, I'm a man. Is and he wants to put a milk oh, pouch in his shirt and, call, and and feed a baby? God damn it. What? You can't say that. Well, I can't? It's no. I'm already two bleeps. This is the most bleeps I've had in a year. What was the other one? Tom said your name. Oh. Oh, yeah, get that the fuck out of there. <laughs> oh. oh, now I care. Uh, two years ago, I say my name all you want, but now you don't do it now. I do not want to be canceled. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I mean, everything is changing. You, you know, we have these gender pronouns. We have all this. Don't worry, we'll get the cancel culture, too. But you have all these things that are just, they're absolutely, they want to change the English language. And it's absolutely ridiculous how they're going about it. And you have it where Pelosi on the, you know, uh, the floor is not, speakers are not allowed to say certain things now. You know, you're not, they don't want you saying, you know, husband or wife, mother or father. My dad is, my dad, because he had a dick. My mom is my mom because she had a vagina. He stuck his dick in the, her vagina, pumped a few oh, times, please, I please. popped out. And that's called a man and a woman having sex and a baby is made. You could have two women clapping vaginas or you could have a dick in an ass and there ain't going to be no baby that comes out of it. Next time you want to make that point, can we use somebody other than your parents? <laughs> nope. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, that's just for the visual for all the guys that know us. <laughs> Although, if you go by that picture you had on the wall, it's not that bad. Remember that wedding picture? <laughs> My dad moved on up, all right? Good. But, yeah, it's not about that picture. This all comes down to how this... Does your mom listen to this? <laughs> I don't know. She might. <laughs> she can't hear anymore anyway, so it don't much matter. I yelled at her the other day, and I'm like, Ma. And she just kept walking. I'm like, Ma. I, I'm, I, now I know why my dad yelled like he did. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think I think it's getting the genetics are passed on. That's yeah. what I think is going on here. But yeah, the, this whole Biden administration with the changing of the language, and now we're getting into this cancel culture type thing because – this party, his party of you know liberal people, just do not understand that. Yes, there are uh, discrepancies in history that are not good. You have the CRT thing now that is just absolutely ridiculous. You know, and it, my thing on it: if my great 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 grandparents were 
anything of a, of a bad person in today's standards of anything. You know, they, they were war hawks, they owned slaves, anything like that. How is that my fault? I have no control over that. All I have of any type of semblance to them is DNA. Other than that, there's no connection on that. But the fact that they're teaching this CRT now or wanting to teach it in schools is absolutely insane. So are you aware of how this is uh, being rolled out in New York? No, I do not. All right. Well, I to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you, I'm not totally appalled by how New York State has handled it so far. There is no CRT um, in, in New York State schools. The letters are D-E-I, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um Personally, I, I wish we just didn't have anything and we just carried on with our lives. But I do commend New York State, which I don't often say. Um, I And I believe this is their response to all the social justice shit. Um, but they're going at it from a broader approach. Um, and when you, hear, when you look at diversity, equity, and inclusion, that speaks to, uh, you know, student ability levels socioeconomic status it's not just race skin color so maybe new york dodges a bullet here with a broader approach to social justice in our schools now do you think that is gonna be again you have to look at it regionally you have some very poor cities that are minority run and then you have some very poor areas we could use Sullivan County as an example. It is a predominantly white county, but it's extremely poor. Do you think that they're trying to do it that way for a Sullivan County where, say, you were in Schenectady, which is a high black population, and they're changing the way that they're kind of teaching it there? Yes, there's definitely flexibility, and it can be spun. I mean, I choose to look at that as – I mean, I thought – I would try everything in my power to not even acknowledge um, any legislation that came. I mean, obviously, you'd have to to some extent, but, you know, try to really dance around it as best I can. But I can actually see myself supporting some of the, um, you know, some of what's in there because I do think that, you know, a poor, disengaged student with no adult supervision does not get the same education as a wealthier athlete with a helicopter parent. So I'm actually on board with looking at these things, but yeah, that's my spin on it. Um, another school district in another region could certainly take the very same uh, criteria being passed down by the state and apply it to race. So yeah, I guess there's room for perception on what you deem to be the diversity, equity, and inclusion issues in your school or region okay so see i did not most, know that that is were... the most serious thing i've ever said on this show what the fuck are we doing i i went from talking about uh, uh putting things in my ass and alexa going rogue with porn uh <laughs> to talking about state legislation what's happened to the show covid hey we, we we hit everything <laughs> for sure next thing you know i'm gonna be drinking uh, uh alcohol free ipa Hey, yeah, it works for some people. Sorry, how come you, you want to drink? What were you saying? 
fun. It just hit me. It just hit me that we were having a real conversation well, hold on. Let's, let's for the keep... first time, and I don't even know how long. How come you're not drinking, King? Uh, because it's Thursday. The King drinks on on Fridays and Sundays and special events. That's bullshit. This I, is a special you, event. Yeah, you've drank on the show before. I I just had some vodka. All right, you know what? I'll grab some. There we go. There we up. Oh, I'm getting up. Ugh. Tom, is that the moon? Uh, is that the moon behind you? Should we go? That is the moon behind you. Yes. I feel like you're you're gonna turn into a werewolf at some point. I I would have to get hairy for that. Yeah. Should we go Irish with Jameson, or should we go with uh, the Metallica bourbon? The bourbon. All right. How is that anyway? Very good. Yeah. Yeah, very good. I, I bought one bottle. A while ago, because I wanted to just have the empty, blackened bottle when I was done with it. Um, but I liked it so much, this is probably the third or fourth bottle I've had in the past year. Is it expensive? What? Is it expensive? Yes, it's a little bit more than Irish whiskey. Like a Jameson bottle this size is 35 to 40. Um, this Metallica thing here is like 50, 55. Mm. So a little bit more expensive, but not top shelf expensive. Okay. Now, Manier James Keenan's wine, the guy from Tool, mm-hmm. that is fucking ridiculous. They wanted $140 for a bottle of wine with Manier's... Is it called Sober? Um, <laughs> no. I forget what it's called. Um, you wouldn't know it was his unless you researched it a little uh, bit. But I asked them at the liquor store. They told me they would have to get on special order, and that would be the cost to me. Uh, all right. Yeah, I've heard about the Metallic one. I n- I've never seen it anywhere. And you're, you're drinking it right out of the bottle like a freaking Neanderthal. Neanderthal. Mm-hmm. There we go. Now he's gonna loose, those loose lips are going to really come out. Yeah. Yeah. Any more serious topics you need from me before uh, <laughs> the black and the kicks in? Yeah. <laughs> What's the next on Biden? What's the next uh, thing on the Biden blunder list? I would say the reopening of schools is. I mean, since we're pretty much on the same topic here, I think that what is going on with these kids and how they are fucking their education is absolutely ridiculous. And again, I don't know if this is so much of a Biden blunder, but maybe his yeah, party blunder. Stand on that? I think, like I said, this goes down to just the the Democratic thing, and. I love what, again, you have guys like Abbott and you have DeSantis that are really trying to stand up for these kids. And then you have other ones that just do not care. And I think that it's going to make a prolonged effect on these kids. You know, they're not getting the education. They're not getting the, the sociability. And I think this is all going to come out on them. And again, though, this is a control thing. Have these kids in masks. Have them in smaller classrooms. It... it it's very much manipulating, I think, that the way that they're going to start seeing the world. And I do think it probably does come from the top because, again, this is the party of science and they're not following it in, in our eyes. So I do think uh, it may not be Biden exactly pulling the strings on it and saying exactly what to happen, but I think it's a collective hive of them telling everyone what to do. Now, Joe, you don't have any school-aged children yet. I mean, 
getting it from your perspective, because we have children, and I know I want my kids in school, mainly just because it's like a eight-hour daycare for me. But with not having kids, what do you do? You see this as being a good idea or a bad idea? Wait, what was a good idea or a bad idea? Schools opening? Not reopening schools. No, open them. Okay. Um. Honestly, no. Uh, they should be open because I've I've seen, not seen, but I've heard like you know kids are, are suffering through this. Like they they can't learn at home. They, there's too many distractions. There's there's they can. They can log off on their teacher all they want. Uh, they can they can fuck around. Um, they're not learning like they would be in school. So if they're home, you know it's 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 not good. Um, no, it's a joke. It, it's it an is joke. It is because I, mean, I I look at how I am when I work from home, and it's like I I'm constantly distracted. I'm constantly going in the refrigerator. I'm I'm going downstairs or. You know, I'm doing whatever. Like it, it's it's, and if I'm doing that, I can only imagine how someone who's eight years old who has ADD is handling that. Mm-hmm. And you know? doesn't get a paycheck, and doesn't even have a, a, an internal understanding of what their goals are. You exactly. know, you know that you have to get shit done, or your next day is gonna suck, or mm-hmm. you're gonna have to answer to somebody else. Something's gonna be fucked up. Kids don't have that. You know, every task they're given is an isolated punishment for them. And then we just line them up and tell them to do it in their living room. You yeah. know, um, it, it's it's an absolute joke. Agreed. I mean, what's to say this kid's going to, like, listen to the teacher when, uh, I don't know, Ninja Turtles is on the TV. And he's watching that while he should be paying attention to the teacher. <clears throat> oh, you're 100% right. I mean... Th- th- I look at my kids when they were doing it, and it was, when they're in school, they never missed a class. We would get emails all the time about the kids missing class, because again, you have a a seven-year-old that does not understand the the concept of time yet. They don't understand that, you know what, oh, at, at 9.20, I got to go on for a 25-minute class, and where they may need help. And the teacher could sit there and say, oh, well, Billy and Mary don't understand the same thing. Come over here. Let's learn at this desk, and I'll show you both how to do it at once. Now you you have a teacher that is not engaged because they're staring at a screen, and the kid who may not get it may just sit back and say, fuck it, because he knows that he's not going to get called on or she's not going to get called on to get the help. And again, this comes down to that whole thing of just this, this party. Just They seem to want to destroy everything. And it comes, it's showing in the, uh, I mean, the next topic here, it's the job market. I mean, this is, this I think is one of the biggest failures. You have, and granted, I think one of it, one part of it is coming off of this COVID thing ramping up, but you have people that are getting unemployment and staying on unemployment and making more money on unemployment than they would going back to their job where their job says, listen, We've set up these precautions. We've done these things. You can wear a mask in here. You have the vaccine, even better. And, you know, you can go out to eat at a restaurant with a vaccine. Now you come back to work, and people just don't want to come back to work. And I guess in the last quarter, they they expected a million jobs 
come back and only like 250,000 came back. So Biden on the, the growth of, and again, this isn't jobs that are new. Trump was making jobs that were new. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, factories were coming back to the United States from foreign, you know, countries to build cars. The, you know, there was a lot more entre- entrepreneurialship than there was now. You have just open jobs because of this Kung Flu and people just don't want to come back and work. And it's, it's showing. And their answer to a lot of these things are just, eh, you know, keep giving them money. Oh, give them a little bit more money. Instead of weaning them off and making it maybe where it's a little bit hard to do this, they don't care. They, they set up this uh, moratorium in New York where if you're a renter, you just don't have to pay rent. There's people with almost $10,000 in back due rent and the landlord can't kick them out and they're essentially living rent free and they're getting checks, if not more than what they were making when they were working. So what's at this point, this government and this administration has made it where don't work. And that's what they want. They want you on the government tip. That's exactly or, what it or is. Or chest feeding, we should say. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And it goes back to that word control again. Um, this is a classic technique that governments have used since the beginning of time. Create a crisis, instill fear, and then be the savior. People become dependent. People become depl- uh, compliant. Create a crisis, create chaos, come in and save everybody. And unfortunately, right now, what a, a big thing what you're saying is correct, because they did this to the black communities back in the day, you know, through um, urban renewal, things like this, where they made them dependent on it. Now, not only do you still have maybe generations of black communities that are on this. Now you're getting white communities, Hispanic communities. You're getting multiracial communities that are now essentially going to be in this, if you will, ghetto-type uh, atmosphere where it's, we don't have to work. The government's going to pay for everything. And it's really it's really going to get bad. And them sitting there passing these stimulus packages that are just absolutely ridiculous, and all this is going to affect... The, the bottom dollar and it's showing an in inflation and who's it hurting the most it's not hurting the lower you know class it's hurting the middle class the rich are always going to be rich but it's the middle class that are being affected yeah so i just i see this as being just a a, a big problem and I mean, I know he has a lot on his plate with all the foreign stuff going on, but this, I think, is probably the most pressing issue because, you know, oh, just keep printing money, keep printing money. Well, you look at Venezuela. Venezuela was one of the top 20 countries in the world a few decades ago. They had the oil. They were they were a mass-producing, you know, great country economically, and now you have fucking people eating their dogs. And it, it, at what point is it gonna the levy going to break here? It's going to break. Now, I mean, I know that we, uh, me and Joe live more in the uh, south of New York, but you are north of the wall up there. I mean, and again, you have a few 
bigger cities by you, but you see it more in the countryside, if you will, outside of those cities where it's turning into this, where you're seeing different groups turning into, you know, welfare dependent? Um, no. In fact, knock on wood, the, the region where I live, I think a lot of these problems are far, have been far less noticeable, including inflation. For example, we went down the shore last week and I couldn't believe how much it cost to, to go out to dinner. And, you know, initially I thought, well, we went to a fancy place. I got drinks, I got seafood. Then eventually we ended up at a freaking random tavern 40 miles from the ocean in New Jersey and, and still spent like a ridiculous amount of money on like a couple of burgers. That This area, central New York, hasn't really seen that yet. I can still get a pizza for $16 and have it bulging out of the box. Well, or one thing is that the shore is... I know you said you're 40 miles, but it's still, were you really 40 miles away from the shore, or are you just I was in Princeton. Okay. Uh, the shore is, uh, the shore is expensive. Uh, that's one thing, but number two is that, uh, meat, the price of meat has skyrocketed. You know, a burger that was once $10 is now 14 bucks. Oh, yeah. So that has a lot to do with it, too. Oh yeah, I have, I have a for instance here from 20, just, just, these are just a quick thing that I saw. For, in 2020, verse 2021, for a thousand feet of lumber, it was 304, now it's 1500 bucks. A gallon of gas on average was $1.95, it's 305 now. What's the year you're looking at? Last year. One year ago. One year ago. One oh, year ago. Shit. Well, I'm not, Meat I can't, but the gas, the reason why gas was so low is because no one was going anywhere. Yes and no. Again, another blunder of his was shutting down the Keystone pipeline. This is the party that sits there and says, you know, gas is bad, gas is bad. Yet you have, they're against fracking, they're against all this. Yet, you have a pipeline which you put under the ground... You cover it up with trees and grass, and you make it look like there's not even a pipeline there. Or you're shipping it in through OPEC. They're coming across on these huge freighters. They're driving in the ports. The ports now have to distribute the oil out to, you know, or they're at the refineries. The refineries sit there and break them down into what they they become. And now they're being shipped across the country in tanker trucks. Instead of it being in a pipeline, which is undetectable to the naked eye because it's underground and they refuse to do this and they talk about this green new deal i can tell you right now the green new deal will if that would ever pass it would literally we would we would start for that there's no doubt about it because farmers cannot afford to change over entire fleets of machinery to accommodate what would be solar power wind powered machines it just it wouldn't work and again, they push this, and they're the party of science, but they're not—they're not—they're completely asinine on it. The mining of these batteries is just not—it's not great for the environment. 
now when these batteries die, how they have to get rid of them through smelting or how they break them down is completely toxic. Yes, we have, you know, emissions from vehicles, but they talked about the hole in the ozone back in when we were kids in the 80s because of fucking Aquanet and, and bullshit. And you don't hear about the ozone layer breaking down anymore. Again, it was a fear tactic. It was a fear tactic back then. Mm-hmm. It fixed itself. Yeah. But they, they these people, they, they, they don't get it. And again, this now goes into, you know, Trump's way of dealing with these countries and Biden's way of dealing with it and dealing with oil. I mean, you have Russia. Biden essentially gave Russia the green light to they're our enemy. And you talk about Russian collusion Trump. Biden is 10 times worse. Because he allowed them to sit there and build a pipeline. Pipelines are bad, but he allowed Russia to build one that would bypass um, a lot of the Eastern European countries to get the oil from Russia to Germany. He bypassed that through, you know, allowing them to do it where there were sanctions and things like that that Trump imposed. And Biden is just, he just lets it go. Why? Look at his son. His son's a fucking crooked, crackhead crook who is in charge of a fucking energy company. It's They, they literally are the Biden crime family. Seems like uh, just about every Democrat president is a member of a crime family. Clintons. Are the Bidens worse than the Clintons? I don't think so. Uh, I think... There's two, there are two different ways of evil. I think the Clintons are, they're both driven by money. That That's obviously the main thing about it. I think the Clintons are more power hungry and will go after individuals um, ruthlessly, where I think the Bidens are more um, opportunists and maybe a little bit more idiots. I don't think their, their, their crime <laughs> thing is sophisticated enough. I mean, obviously you have a crackhead in, in fucking your son and you allow him to do the things that he's doing. I don't think that Bill would let Chelsea be smoking crack and banging prostitutes. You know, they're, they're a much more sophisticated bunch. If you have to look at it to me, I think that the, even it's funny that the Clintons are from Arkansas where you think that they're more hillbillyish, but to me, I think the Bidens are more hillbillyish. You think the Bidens are more hillbillyish than the Clintons? Yes. Well, the Clintons are much more intelligent. They're polished. Yes. Highly educated. Maybe now, but they weren't years ago. Didn't they meet in law school or something? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, that that's where it's coming down on this. And I think that it, the economical ramifications of this are going to be terrible. What was that? Economical. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, listen, I'm not the most intelligent guy out there. It took me three and a half years to get out of a two-year school. But what, you, you are a ball of facts tonight. We're just kind of sitting in the... I feel like I'm in a Zoom class. You reliving your uh, 18 years of uh, college? Yeah. <laughs> Do either one of you guys play Five Nights at Freddy's? I have, I have no clue what that I is. I have uh. played it in the past. I, I had to stop. 
it scared the bejesus out of me. Tom looks like when Freddy's in the next room. Like how was all you see is the the lit up eyes. Yeah. Like when he puts the cigar down, the there right yeah, now I, it's I, Freddy. I, I the, see it. Yeah, it's a little scary. <laughs> he used to have a light on, but now now I can only know when he's there when he lights it, when he smokes a cigar. Tom, where it's, are you? I'm on the back porch, but it is way too buggy out here. And if I turn on, like, we don't have one subdued light. We have four freaking, I, I feel like I can get a suntan out here. It literally lights up, like, the uh, the back patio. And if I do that, the bugs will come and I will get destroyed. And, Joe, where do you, where's your spot? Um, your, uh... I'm also on the back porch. This is where I'm always at. Gotcha. My escape. And you are in the Silence of the Lambs house right now. Ah, uh, yes, I am down in the man cave. <laughs> okay. Now, what happened to all of the uh, <laughs> the accoutrements that were in there? The, the jerseys? Yeah, all that. I don't know. I just got tired of it. I, I kind of wish. I mean, I like this whole handprint idea I did with the. Yeah, it looks fucking it, freaky. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, when I started doing this in 2012. I didn't know that I would be uh, doing my job and getting a degree down here. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I would have put it somewhere else because I actually do prefer just the wall as my backdrop. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of wish the handprints weren't what's, there. What's that stain underneath the handprints? That big black stain. Here. Yeah, and lower. Oh, that's all um, where the white paint chipped away, and you're seeing the actual cement. Oh, why don't you paint over it? Why? What did you think it was? <laughs> I don't know what it was. I don't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> now, you have one of those handprint walls for your, your son. Do you have one for your daughter? No. Um... <laughs> Your daughter feel left out that, that her handprints aren't on your uh, cement wall? No, the reason, you know, she asks sometimes, and it's kind of evolved. When she was born, I was in denial that I had a second kid, so I just didn't bother with her. Um, then we started to bond, and uh, she became my favorite pretty quickly. Um, but <laughs> by that point... You know, she's kind of a girly girl. She like she won't she wouldn't touch that basement wall. She'd be telling me that there's spider webs on it. Amongst other things, I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> it all kinda of worked out. So are you a girl dad? I certainly am. Yes I am. Really? Might make me look like a little bit of a pussy, but No man, not at all. One hundred percent. And you know, part of it has to do with laziness, you know. I, I I really, you know, I coached soccer a little bit and did the sports thing, and I just can't fucking do it anymore. Did you break your ankle um, coaching soccer? I never injured myself. <laughs> I just get myself very fatigued, and then I get scared that I'm going to have a heart attack in my sleep. Um, with the girl, it's just like, take her to gymnastics, watch her jump on shit. It's cute. It's quiet. It's fucking great. Now, um... Did the doctor uh, put the fear of life into you today? Like, are you going to... 
Um, no, this guy's pretty, pretty laid back. I mean, seriously, him telling me that antibodies don't fight viruses all of a sudden is the most passion this guy's had in his voice in the 16 years I've been going to him. He is the most non-confrontational, agreeable, laid back, like, if I ask him for medication for something, or he's just like, yeah, you know, give it a try, Ambien, yeah, that could help you oh, sleep. Yeah. That worked well for Chris uh, Benoit. You know. Yeah, I know. But today, when I asked him for an antibody test to see if if I, you know, may have had COVID, and he's all right, that doesn't make any sense. That's that's not going to help. That's how I knew that there's something fishy going on when this guy had an opinion. So, does he think 303 is a healthy weight? No, but he he rationalized that more than my antibody question because he, you know, he always makes conversation with me. So I told him. You know, I've had some career changes and, you know, I have some more responsibilities and he's like, congratulations. And then, you know, he's like, well, later on, he's like, well, you know, I understand the weight gain. You know, you're probably working late hours eating in your office. You know, this it's pretty common for, you know, weight to to struggle when people are in the middle of their career where they're trying to meet, you know, reach their potential by working high hours and they're focused more on their careers and their health. You know, the guy's basically making my excuse for me. But when I asked him for an antibody test, nah, nah, that, that's, that's stupid. Uh, do you think you should change doctors? <laughs> no, because they're probably all programmed to say the same thing. Oh. I mean, yeah. maybe I could change a doctor, change doctors in a sense, um, somebody who might motivate me to be healthier. But as far as getting advice on COVID, they're all reading off the same script. See, I'm more shocked that you actually have gone to the doctor for 16 straight years. <laughs> you know, it's because of this guy. Um, I came... I love him. It, it, I came to where I am, and I don't know why I went the first time, but it was when I was in grad school, like going back to 2004. And, you know, it's a pretty low-key place. I'm not going into a freaking clinic in Manhattan. So I don't wait very long. Uh, the waiting room's comfortable. Uh, it's close to home. And the guy's consistent. you see you in six months. Why not? So, yeah, I've gone twice a year to this guy since 2004. Twice a year? Wow. Joe, do you regularly see a doctor? No. Well, that, well that's, hold on. That's, that's a, a loaded question. I, I, you know, I do get sick every year. So, uh, I would say once a year I'll yes. probably visit the doctor, but that's only when I'm sick and I get forced to. So, I kind of, I really don't. I don't go for checkups, and I, and I should. I just got blood work done a week. Did I, did I tell you I got bit by a tick, or I thought I got bit by a tick? Did I talk about that on the show? No. No. Yeah, about a month ago, um, right after we got back from the cabin, a couple days after, um... My wife says, you know, you're bleeding. You're, you're back, you have like a little scab on your back. So I go to itch, and I'm like, and I'm picking at it. I'm like, oh, that's a tough scab. I pick it off, and it turned out to be a fucking tick. So I, uh, I went to the doctor. It wasn't a brown, it wasn't a deer tick. He didn't know what kind of tick it was, because I brought it with me in the like, little plastic bag. And uh, there was no ring or anything around it. So he's like, you know, come back in a month and do blood work. Just make sure you don't have anything. So I had to go back last week, and they took like three vials of blood, and they said, "Oh, well, 
you should have the results in like a couple days. I still have yet to hear from him, <laughs> so I should probably call him. That uh, means you're fine. Yeah, that, that, that's that's how I that's how I see it. I think I'm fine too. But uh, yeah, so that was my first visit to the doctor probably since uh, February or January of last year when I had the flu. Which now I'm, I, I kind of think I had the kung flu at that point, and I just didn't, and no one knew about it because I was I had like a 103 fever and felt like death. But uh, so yeah, so I, I do go when I'm sick if I'm really sick. But other than that, I don't really go for checkups. So I commend I, I commend the king on caring about his health. Yeah, I will hand it to you. I haven't been to the doctor. I had to go one time uh, when I was in my old job because I was out for more than three days and they, they expected a note from you to come back to work. And that might have been like 2007. And then before that, I don't think I went to the doctor maybe in high school. I've been, to, I've been to the doctor maybe twice since high school. Here's I th- what I think the benefit is to having a regular doctor visit, even if it's a, you know uneventful when you go. I've seen this happen to my wife, and I've seen it happen to my dad. If you have some random concern, like you're getting chest pains, you want to get an EKG, or uh, you're fucking feeling tingling in your neck, and you want to get an x-ray or see a neurologist or whatever, you can't get into these places without a referral. So your doctor is like your gatekeeper. Like I can call this guy and be like, yeah, my foot hurts. And, and he'll, he'll, you know, like a fucking concierge in a Disney hotel, he gets the podiatrist on. So without that, you, you kind of have, if you, if you need a specialist, if you want to get a sleep study for sleep apnea, um, you know, anything like that, it, it's a little bit more difficult to get to the specialist when you don't have a prime care guy. See what I'm saying? Yeah, my, my primary doctor is, uh, he's deceased. <laughs> was it Dr. Kanye? <laughs> that was my baby doctor. He is also deceased. Uh, no, this would be the, um, the uh, kid that we went to elementary school with. It was his father. Oh, really? You went to yeah. him? Yeah, I went to him. May he rest in peace. He was a he was a great guy. Yes, he was our former basketball coach. Things like that. So, yeah, but he was he was the last doctor that I went to go see for a regular. So, how long ago was that? The last time I saw him <laughs> would have been probably in like '98. Oh. oh wow! Shit. Okay. Jesus Christ. I actually never knew what kind of doctor he was. He's just like a. He was like a general practitioner. Oh, I didn't know that. But yeah, he he did it all. So, yeah, that was that was. I'm not a big uh, doctor guy. You're gonna have to start going soon, there. you know. Did he give you your physicals? <laughs> yes, he did. Grab my balls once. Was that awkward? <laughs> yes, it was very awkward. Did he give you? Did he? Did you see him when you were playing for him in basketball? No, no, this was high school. Now. I can remember, I did not go to him as a doctor, but I can remember clearly, I mean, obviously clearly, if, if I'm going to say this all these years later, like when we play basketball, if I was like, you know, boxing somebody out or doing something and I was in the wrong position, he would, you know, come and like move you. And I remember his hands being very fucking dry and 
Do you recall that on your balls? No, I, I try to put those memories out of my head. Okay. He jerks off to it every night. Yeah. <laughs> that guy could not have jerked off. I mean, his hands would have fucking... No, Tom did. Skin- <laughs> <laughs> Tom jerked off. He was not a priest. <laughs> but I do remember that. Like, if, if you know, if, my, if I wasn't squared to the basket when I was... Uh, or if I was setting a pick, but wasn't standing straight up, he'd come and, like, adjust you, and I'd be like, my God, this guy feels like an alligator. And and he grabbed your balls. He was wearing gloves, I mean. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> it wasn't raw dog in there. Okay, all right. <laughs> are, there, are doctors supposed to wear gloves when they do that? Yeah, I mean, it's... I think I've had raw dog doctors. <laughs> So why you keep going back to this guy? <laughs> he does not. I do not get a physical. Uh, um, have, did I tell you my tailbone story? No. Oh boy. I got drunk and fell down the stairs. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> like last fall, like November. <laughs> And I hurt my tailbone really, really bad. Like, I couldn't sit. I couldn't stay. It was a freaking nightmare for like six weeks. So I try to go to the doctor. Um, my guy's out. But I, I'm like, I got to get in there. I got to know if this thing's broken. Um, if he can prescribe me one of these donut seats or, or whatever. I just need to be seen and, and figure out what to do with a broken tailbone. So I get the other guy in the same office, but I couldn't get my own doctor. Do you want to know what the other, who, what the other guy's name was? Who who evaluated my tailbone? Doctor Butt. B U T T. I have a discharge page somewhere. I put it in my files behind me. I think that says Doctor Butt diagnosis broken coccyx, which is my ass. That thing. How great is that? Hilarious. Did you get the ring? What? No, he said it wouldn't do anything. There's, there's really, don't ever fall on your ass. There's nothing you can do besides just ride it out. And it's not just your ass. It, it goes from the your, your freaking hamstrings to your lower back. You're, 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 you're slinking out of chairs trying to find the, the least painful way to shift your weight back and forth from your feet. It's, it's atrocious. So were you working at this time, or were you doing home work? No, this is when we were back to work. I had a standing desk, um, and like, but standing gets painful after a while, so you kind of just have to go back and forth. But like, sitting and standing is like a whole big event. Why didn't you just put a pillow underneath you? Doesn't help. Really? It it really doesn't help. You don't really realize how you're distributing your weight until something like that happens, like. The pain goes right through the pillow because your weight is still on the pillow. Like, nothing's going to take the weight off of you. Now, where does your tailbone end? Right above your asshole. Which, so it's deep down in there. It's in, it's in the canyon. Yeah, and um, unless you want to get an x-ray, which, I mean, Dr. Butt said is not standard did, operating procedure for did, this because did, it doesn't matter if it's broken. Um you know, he just kind of feels around. So, you know, he got a little he got a little personal with me. Did he find all the shit you shoved up there? <laughs> no, I I cleaned up pretty good. Oh, okay, good. 
But that's actually what reminded me of this when we were talking about ball grabbing. And I said, you know, my doctor doesn't grab my balls, but Dr. Butt did have to, you know, go into my ass a little bit. So you couldn't wear like like a tight bandage or anything to kind of keep everything cinched? How can you? No. Um, I mean, the only thing that made it go away was uh, laying in bed. Um, or like when you first sit down, once you get through the pain of sitting down, like you get five minutes of relief before it starts to flare up again. And then standing up, same thing. Like once you're sitting too long and that hurts and you stand up and you're like, oh, oh, that feels good. But then that starts to, it, it's just, don't, don't do it. All right, I have two questions I, about I, this I actually, one. I have a question. Hold on. All right. Oh, wow. Line them up. I have a question. Now, did you have to refrain from uh, jerking off? <laughs> what did you say? Did you have to refrain from jerking off? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Tom, go ahead. Other questions? Right. Question one. Did it hurt, like, having to go poo? Mm. No. Because <clears throat> your bone is suspended... In the opening of the toilet, it's not in contact with the seat, at least the tip of the bone where I hurt, um, and it's far enough away from your anus that you can, that it doesn't really um, irritate it. So no, that was okay. And I, I want more of a detail how you broke it. <laughs> I was going. Did you misstep? Um, you know, I left. Um, I'm watching The Sopranos over again. And there was a very funny line in the episode I watched last week. Um, the one where they do the intervention on Christopher and they all get into a brawl. And then he goes to the hospital and tells the nurse that he slipped off the counter spraying for ants. And Tony Soprano goes, hey, well, he was wearing socks. It was, <laughs> that's basically, I was wearing socks uh, on a carpet going down in the dark. Um, missed the step and, you know, pretty much with no breaking the fall at all, um, landed straight on my ass on the tip of a step. You know, that's uh, that's that's true. I, I stopped wearing socks around the house because I would constantly slide down the stairs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. About a year and a half ago, I was painting uh, the nursery, and uh, as I'm coming down the stairs with socks on, I slipped, and paint went everywhere. So they're, they're, oh. pretty, they're pretty dangerous, those socks. Yeah. You sound very democratic there when you say that because it's really the stairs that are the problem. But you you you've attributed it to the the socks. Well, I don't slip when I'm barefoot. Yes, but you have the ability to because they are dangerous. They are, but if you wear socks, you're more likely to slip, unless you have the, the socks with like the, the the grips on the bottom of them. The I did the opposite in the winter last yeah. year. I was going down my stairs it, when if. When I wake up at night, like if I have to go pee or anything, I have to keep my eyes almost like virtually closed because if I open my eyes, I will wake up. So last year, I'm going downstairs to put a log on the fire and I my I, I look very Chinese. You know, I'm, I'm squinting as much as I can and I missed the, the stairs. I miscounted on them and I went down and I actually hurt my ankle. I didn't hurt my I, the way I landed because I went completely down, but I blame the stairs. I don't blame... Yeah, Anything. but you didn't slip. You just you just were half asleep and you missed a step. That's not slipping. Oh no no, I slipped on it. No, you said you missed the stair. 
Yes, my, my foot going off of the edge of it. I slipped on, like, the, the lip of it, if you will. Uh, I, I call it, I, I chalked it up to miscalculation. You would. You're just very argumentative. I'm not argumentative. I'm, <laughs> telling, I'm telling the truth. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, uh, <clears throat> follow us on, on Twitter. Shut it down. Well, do you have anything else to say? We're an hour and a half no. in. Wow, time flies. It sure does. Follow us on Twitter, Bullring PC, Instagram, Bullring PC, Facebook under Joe Tom. You can find us on Podbean, Podcoin, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Music. If you haven't already, please hit the, please hit the subscribe button and rate and review us. Uh, King, you have anything to promote? Uh, read the Octopus for Global Control. Don't. Charlie Robinson, available on Amazon. Yeah, if you want to get killed. Tom, you got anything? Don't go on Amazon. Fuck Amazon. Okay. I used to feel that way, but you know I'm okay with Amazon. Why fuck Amazon? Topic for another show, but I've I've accepted Amazon. Yeah. All right. Other than that, no, I don't have anything. Okay. All right. Well, uh, till next time. I am Joe. I am Tom. I'm the king. And we'll see you next time right here on Bulls in the Ring. Nothing that can serve my